1515 that probably presents the wrestling roundtables, the raw, the bad, the ugly, the weekly podcast where we tell you what we like, didn't like, and what was just flat out ugly. Is your favorite tag team partners, me, Stuart Pro. It's Miller. And we was just having a hot debate. We were talking about Sierra. Um, understood when my friend didn't like her. But I think he came around a little bit. Now, it probably wasn't the curl to curl all the way over, but it curled a little bit. And I don't have a problem with it. It's just, so what it was was that, you know, I was heavy involved in music and stuff yeah, yeah, around yeah. the time when she was popular. And I just, at the time, didn't have appreciation for the fact that she's an entertainer, but it would always be things presented. She's a singer, and I'd always be like, bro, she, it's not, that's not what it is. It's, you know what? It's, it's the, um, it's the Shanti effect, right? Yeah. Because, but, but then again, Ashanti showed you though, like, oh, she can do her thing though. Yeah. I think a lot of times that people didn't believe in it. True. This shit. Well, you listen to Ashanti's first album. That, that was probably one of the best female R and B albums you ever heard. I'm not a good judge of R and B because there's a lot of R and B I just don't listen to. Not because it's bad or anything. It's just I don't connect. And it's so much of it. And there's a lot of it. Yeah, not so much nowadays. Right. But back when we were coming uh, up, right I was, when we were. I mean, but it I mean, was always R and B, hip hop, right? Like, yeah, R and B was. That's what I'm saying. Like '70s, '80s, and then like mid '90s. But then after that, Alexa, stop. It kind of, uh, yeah, it kind of died out for me. I was heavy in my, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And even now, my, you know, my wife will laugh sometimes when in the car because every song I have is, you know, drill, trap. So. <laughs> She's like, man. I bet you won't hit a motherfucker. Hit a motherfucker. We were going to Atlanta and she was like, man, we've been killing people for like three hours. Can we just. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. She was like, man. She's like, I never killed so many people. (laughs) I was like, my bad. You know what I mean? My zone is what I listen to. I don't even realize it sometimes. I'll be so. No, I definitely definitely be on that. Because like sometimes I'll, I'll be listening to music. And I be on some, like, this is the vibe right now. Like, I want to fuck a motherfucker up type shit. But then every once in a while, I... You got to pull it back? Yeah, I got to pull it back. And I got to I gotta listen to something different. Yeah. I got to listen to something that's going to calm me down. Whether if that's, uh, you know, if I'm listening to Jay, the Carters. You know, all they talking about is really about getting wealthy. Yeah. Building black, black money and shit like that. So I can go back and listen to that. Or I can listen to some R&B. Give me some Smokey Robinson. Right, Put right. Smokey right. on. Oh. It's on, like, I don't know. I, I ain't talking about that gangbanging song that he made. No, I ain't listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Yo, yeah, yeah. I ain't listening to that shit. <laughs> I, dude, that shit was so sad. It wasn't just that it was bad. It was sad. Because... You realize, as great of an artist and writer and producer, and I think a lot of times when people talk about Motown, they don't talk about Smokey Robinson enough. But that game banging song, I was just like, "Yo, you're, you're so out of touch, yo." And that's why it was sad to me though, because I don't like to make light of it, because I think that he was trying to do something good. But you can't do anything good when you're that out of touch. And that song, when you listen to it, you're like, dude, what are you, you doing? ain't been out in these streets and I don't know how long. So don't you talk that confused, shit. Bro. Which is what hip-hop is all about, right? Right. Sometimes it's like, yo, 
Motherfucker, don't talk that shit if you ain't been out in these streets. Biggie said it best. In his first album, he could talk about the struggles. He could talk about what he been through, was going through, and what he's trying to get to. But in that second album, he was there. So he could no longer talk about that. In that way. In that way, yeah. And and I think that, that always had resonated with me. I mean, obviously, he died back in, what, 97? Um, so I think in this interview, it might've been 96 for probably, I don't even think it was early 97 because, uh, it might've been early 97 before he got murdered when he actually made those comments. He got like January, February. Yeah, yeah. Into mid-March. Yeah. I mean, he might've made those comments back then, like, but I want to say it was 96, early 97, obviously, uh, when he made those comments, but, but it was true though. Like, when you got money. You can no longer talk about the struggle. You gotta, you gotta evolve, evolve. and you gotta talk about something different. Um, I think that's the reason why Reasonable Doubt was so damn dope. When you're talking about Reasonable Doubt, and you're thinking about that, he's in that album. He's talking about how he's putting his dudes on, and and it actually translated to now, where you sit there, you have Jay Z. Talking about how he's putting people as lieutenants. People that he can trust so then they can sit there and make it all together. And then now he's talking about, you know, you can't say that you ain't broke if your whole crew ain't making money. Like, and that's what he's saying right now. It ended up becoming revelant. Um, what were we talking about? A good, that was 96 when that album came out. We talking about 2018, 2017, I think is when, um, might have been 2017, when the Carters came out. So we talking about well over 20 something years where he actually still brings it together. That's dope. That's what a true artist is. Not to say that you're going to get that from Sierra. You probably won't. But to this day. I don't care what anybody say. That song Promise, though, she did her motherfucking thing on that song. People can say whatever they want, but that's still the song. Probably her best song she's ever made. Written by R. Kelly. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how much people really fuck with him and shit like that. Um, I wouldn't say I fuck with him. I fuck with him, but I don't fuck with him. <laughs> Like, I fuck with his music and everything. But his transgressions are indefensible. But I still get mad. Like, for real. You put on some Chocolate Factory. I'm getting down. Put on some TP2. <laughs> TP2 went so motherfucking hard. And look, I know motherfuckers like, yo, I thought you was woke and all this shit. I am. But I'm also flawed. <laughs> so I'm choosy with my shit. Look, I understand what R. Kelly has done, but it still doesn't make him. It still doesn't say like if he did a versus right now, who's fucking with him? And I'm talking about music that he produced, wrote, and song. Who's fucking with R. Kelly? I don't give a fuck. Put him up against anybody. In the world. 
I'm talking about white artists, Hispanic artists, black artists, and whatever other type of Korean pop. I don't care who you put R. Kelly against. He will fuck them up in a versus battle. Because this dude has written so many songs. Has produced so many songs. Has his own fucking uh, library. Like the dude is just... When we're talking about musical geniuses... He's one of them. He just... He's really fucking... He's flawed to the point where it's like... It fucks all of that up though. I would say that. Like that... That's the type of flaw that he had within him. And shit. But... Like I tell people... If I sit there... And... I make my judgments... Off of... How I feel about shit... I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't listen to any music. I couldn't do a lot of shit. Seriously. Especially when we're talking about wrestling. Oh, look how that shit come back around, yo. You know, you're talking about Vince McMahon. I mean, we all know. I mean, his wife served in, in the Trump administration. He's a Trump supporter. I don't necessarily fuck with the orange guy. But if you do... feel sorry for you but if you do that's your opinion i just don't fuck with the orange guy at all um i don't know how we end up getting there <laughs> but fuck it fuck it fuck it anyway. like yo that's what happens when you got a couple of drinks in you too i ain't gonna lie this motherfucking drink good i don't know where we got it from it's called uh john drew um it's a whiskey rye Motherfucker, good though. It got like a caramel taste to it. It's actually pretty dope. I don't know how you guys drink. Anyway. <laughs> hey, I drink and smoke, so you know. <laughs> you yo, look, look, yo, give me, give me motherfucking um. You know what? I still haven't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I'm too scared to try Moonwalk Rock. But I haven't even found it yet anyway. Yeah, it's not like you can just walk in a store and get it. it yeah, yeah. Work that way. But I've tried a bunch of shit. I mean, I'm talking about from lemon cookies to fucking gelato and all this shit. My favorite is still Blue, Blue Dream. I don't think anything has actually topped Blue Dream. I've actually had Ethiopian Kush. <laughs> Yo, I mean, that shit was good, though, but it wasn't... Blue dream. I'm just telling you. I'm just like when when I'm talking about. Everybody has their listening. Mm -hmm. Has their you know. Yeah, yeah. There's all these facts that go with it. Yeah. Did you know it only takes you nine minutes to get high? In the first hit. Science behind it. Yeah, yeah. Only takes you nine minutes, yo. Nine minutes. So motherfuckers sitting there smoking a whole blunt and they realizing. Why it's taking them so long to get high is because your ass is impatient. <laughs> <laughs> and so you sitting there, you smoking a whole motherfucking blunt, but it only takes you nine minutes to get high. Then they get stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, look, I would say this, though. There is a difference in how long your high lasts from if you take a couple of hits to when you take a bunch of hits. Which, by the way, 
I got some taco seasoning. One day we should try this shit out. Okay. I know you ain't really an edible person. You more of a, you like that flour. But I got some taco seasoning. One day, we should eat some tacos. EJ, if you want to, yo, whenever you're up in Chicago, or when we come down to Memphis or something, look, I got some taco seasoning, and I know you love tacos. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, Let's have some tacos. You know what's funny too? Cause now that this brings me see, look. Well, you got a little you got a little drink in you. I did do some wake and bake this morning. You really get to thinking about shit. There was this episode, and I don't know if obviously, well, I don't know if Ari was into this. Was she into Victorious? No, not really. Okay, so like my kids were into Victorious and all that shit. And so, um, if you don't know what Victorious is, look it up. It's on Nickelodeon. Um, came out some years ago. That's what actually where Ariana Grande got her first start at. Uh, that's where we kind of know her from, is uh, Victorious. And they actually did an episode where they kind of did this thing where they did like a, um, the Breakfast Club type of uh, episode. And instead of weed... That they was tripping off of, they was tripping off of tacos. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Cause like, well, yo, so what kind of tacos were you eating then? Why were y'all tweaking? <laughs> it just made me think of that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, I think we just went 13 minutes talking about some random shit. <laughs> What up, people? Uh, we back at it. It's Miller. You got a match to watch for? I do. It is uh, Calvin Tateman making his debut for uh, Major League Wrestling. He went against Zen Shi. MLW. Um, if you haven't seen Calvin Tateman, he what is he, about 355? Yeah, I think he's 355, 340, somewhere in there. I want to say he's like six feet tall. Um, but he's a, a big man. He can big move. He's kind of... He's in the midst of a... I can't, it, his style is totally different. You just got to look him up, Calvin Tankman. But the reason why I liked it is because, for me, this was a, a, a perfect style of a debut with enough time and going against somebody who um, isn't just like some jogger. So it meant something when um, Calvin Tankman was making their debut. And I really like how MLW is presenting things, um, you know, during the pandemic. I think it's giving a chance to a lot of promotions that are doing shows with no fans or limited fans a chance to focus on the in-ring to get people to look at it more than they are, um, you know, following a trend or or being so intent on, well, what popped during the show. So with that being said, um, Calvin Tankman versus Zin Shi. It's actually be free on um, MLW, uh, their YouTube page. Or if you look up, um, if you have the, what is it called? The Zone, D-Z-N, mm-hmm. it's on there. Um, if you have BN Sports, it'll be on BN Sports in rotation. And also, Pluto TV has a Major League Wrestling channel, too. Hmm. So anybody who has Pluto TV, I don't know if you're familiar, but... Pluto. Pluto TV is pretty dope. They have, um... They have channels, but the channels kind of run marathon style. So, like, there's a TNA channel that just plays nothing but TNA. I'm talking about from the beginning to the end. And they just restart when they played everything. 
<laughs> sort yeah, of like how good. they used to do Dragon Ball Z. Like when Dragon Ball Z would um would get to a certain point in the episode, uh, like with all the episodes. Yeah, and then they'd start, then they'd just start over from the beginning. So, in order for you to even finish, right? What the fuck they even? <laughs> what we got to? It was like, yo, that shit used to like, piss me but off. But these are channels that are built for just that. So there used yeah. to be a ridiculousness channel, which I loved because I could watch ridiculousness all goddamn day. So. That's pretty dope. But anyway, Pluto TV. That's crazy. They also have like a you and my kids, they can do that shit all day. Like, I can't fuck it. I can't do it. Oh, but you know it. how I feel like about yeah. idiots doing idiot Idiot's shit. Stuff, I know. <laughs> yeah. you, you're just like my dad. My dad's like, why would you do that? I'm like, because you're fucking crazy, bro. Same yeah, shit. Just, nah, just, I don't understand it though. <laughs> like, I get why, why you're doing it <laughs> because you want to sit there and prove that you can. Or it's because you want to just prove that you're a fucking uh, idiot. Right, but it's not all... I'm going to just say this. It's not all just ridiculousness as far as people doing dumb shit. A lot of it, too, is stuff that would just happen and you'd be like, damn, I can name millions of scenarios that me and you, when we were kids, if that shit was on tape, we'd probably be millionaires right fucking now. <laughs> like when you broke my bed trying to do a frog splash and bust your head on that pipe. Yeah. I was like, why would you do a frog splash in this small-ass It seemed world? right in the moment. Because <laughs> 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 we have an intense wrestling match. Yeah. Oh, man, them triple threat matches used to be yeah. off the chain. We used to actually have real... I don't know why we didn't become wrestlers. I'm just saying. We used to actually have real huh. wrestling matches. Everybody, I think I've told this story on this podcast at least once a year. I was ready. I was ready. He would I never let deposit. me get him in that fucking figure four. Hell no. Because you knew how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Chris didn't know how to do it. You knew how to do it. And I was like, oh, he knows the real deal. Yeah, yeah. Once you get that knee over that, yeah. once you get that leg over that, that knee, knee, bro, yeah, it's yeah, a wrap. Yeah, Push yeah. up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody taps. <laughs> really you up. I needed my knees for acrobatics and stuff. I was like, bro, no, 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 no. But um, yeah. I had to, everything. I had a deposit. I was ready. I knew what day I was going to start. I was going to go to Steel Domain. I was doing all that. Mm. Or not Steel Domain, the Windy City Wrestling. Wasn't it called Steel Domain? Whatever it was for Windy City Pro Wrestling. Anyway, and my grandma sat down and had this talk. And then she was like, you know what? Instead of doing wrestling, why don't you take the scholarship you're going to get from Columbia. Mm. And I'll buy you studio equipment. And that's yeah. how I got all that studio. Remember, I had all yeah, the whole studio yeah, in my room. Yeah, and I was like, ah. Yeah, the whole your dick. So. And I, she was like, if you really want to wrestle, you could always do it later on. And I'm like, yeah, I could. Nah, yeah. Well, then the you realized you really couldn't. My, right. My Mandine was jacked up. And so it was yeah. a rat. No, I, I think that's just what it is. Sometimes yeah. we, we, I mean. And, it was a I choice mean, I made. Yeah. And sometimes we miss out on those opportunities. It could have been a flip-flop where I said no to the studio stuff and then been like, damn, if I would have just took the studio shit. Yeah, yeah. Because you never know you what would have happened or worked out for you. Read a green player. Right. You live and you learn. Yeah. Excuse me. No. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, yo, we bring it right back to the music, <laughs> right, yo. <laughs> All right, news and rumor. Yeah. All right. Um, Bodyslam.net is reporting, and I can confirm something's going on, obviously. Uh, Pinta suffered some kind of leg injury while he was training. Training, yeah. And so they've kind of been working around stuff. That's kind of why you saw um, him take that table bump in the beginning and never really be part of the uh, six-man tag. I didn't I didn't partake and see that. Ah. Because Tiffany, I just want to <laughs> throw that out there so y'all can blame her um, for some wrestling that I didn't get to see. <laughs> well... To, to go along with what I was just talking mm-hmm. about, at the AAW, AAW, shh, at the AAA show, 
that they had in Mexico uh, last night um, that we'll talk about more about. The uh, Penta and Ray Phoenix actually retained the tag team championship, but Penta was barely in the match. I think he hit a super kick after the uh-huh. uh, the doctor kind of took him out of the match. So clearly something's going on. It could be like an ankle sprain, and you know how those are. Like you, those are some of the worst because you almost want to break it because if you broke it, at least you know I'm yeah. gonna be better in X amount of weeks. When you yeah. sprain your ankle really bad, sometimes it lasts like months. You be like, why is it still yeah, yeah. like this? So. Hopefully, you know, it's getting better. He's going to get there. Um, speaking of injuries, uh, kill, I, I keep wanting to call him Killer Cross because yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate calling him Carrying Cross, but it is what Killer, it is. I mean, but it doesn't matter. I think it's always good because he can always take that name when he leaves. Right. Because a lot of these wrestlers are going to be WWE wrestlers for life. For life. And then some, and then some of them are just going to leave because they, might they care about the... Because here's the difference. This is the one thing I, I've... I think that certain people got to understand about WWE. WWE is all about big major name, like building big name, uh, major names and talent so they can go off and do other stuff that brings them money back into their fold. Sort of like The Rock, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, these transcendent people that actually bring in revenue even after they're long gone. Yeah. I mean, that's I what WWE it. is about. Well, And I think that's why we love e, uh, AEW. I'm about to say ECW. But I think that's why we like love AEW so much is because it's about the wrestling and the wrestlers. Yeah, and the product. Now, should you go on and do great things? Awesome. Yeah. It's not about then it's the next man up. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you're a movie star now. That's yeah. awesome. We got this new dude who mm-hmm. does this. Um, but and I think that's what WWE hasn't figured out yet, though, is that you can have the best of both worlds. And but, we'll get into that when yeah, I get I into my goes, Raw. I was going to say, it gets a little deeper than that. But, yeah, yeah. um... So he's he's returned from his shoulder injury. Some people are like, "Wow, that was fast," and you know. But like with shoulder injuries, you never he may not have fucked it up that bad, right? You and with shoulder injuries though, anytime you have surgery involved and it's your shoulder, you it, it has to it's very delicate. In other words, so you know that that time frame. That's why it's always three to six months or three because mm-hmm. there's that wiggle room in there because you never know. It's a shoulder. Like shoulders are shit. Remember John Cena's. Sh- Fucking tore his fucking labrum or something like right. that. It came back like two, three weeks later. <laughs> Shit, I remember when we thought yeah. he was. Now nah, it, it was longer than that, but yeah, I remember he when he got Royal injured Rumble. and we thought that he was gonna be out for a long ass time. There was one time when he came back at Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was one time we thought he's gonna be out for a long time. But it was another time after that. Cause that one, that was when but he was feuding with Triple H too. So his muscle memory is nuts. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of which, Kenny uh, Kenny Omega is set to appear on the December fifteenth Impact, and also um, it, the rumor is that like they're that. working together, um, and somehow one of those pay per views headline being headlined with Rich Swan uh, versus Kenny Omega champion versus champion. I don't know if it'll be title for title. So what we could be seeing is the build towards that whole collector. Um, because he already is the AAA Mega Champion, which we'll talk about later. He's the AEW World Champion. If he were to add the Impact Championship and then so on and so forth. Remember, he still, once the pandemic um, is quote-unquote over, he still has those dates to make up with DDT. So mm-hmm. there's a championship there that he can win. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways they could go with this. But it's going to be interesting to see 
um, how this rides out. We met, um, also, we met Rich Swan before, too. Yeah. Do you remember when? Hey, uh, all in. But I met him before yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I had met him at a, um Evolve show. That I was no, no, I'm pretty sure you had. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> we know you have. Yeah, right. Well, you you mean, go to all the wait, wrestling shows. You wait in front of the locker room. Hey, hey, buddy. What's up, man? This dude, up, look, this, this, <laughs> the, um, this is the reason why he has so much wrestling knowledge. Like, this motherfucker would go to a... If you said that you holding a wrestling show in your backyard, this motherfucker will show up. <laughs> he would. I think he actually seen CM Punk wrestle in the backyard I before. I saw wrestling in the barn in Joliet. I mean, before he even made it big. I mean, that's the type of motherfucking thing. <laughs> I had my dad drop me off at the barn. The mm-hmm. infamous barn for IW. Yeah, I was like, and he's like, really? This is where they having a wrestling show? I was like, you can wait. Because remember, my dad would drop us off. And, then and those were all the wrestling shows CM Punk wrote himself, too. Yep. I was like, oh, I got to see this guy CM Punk. Yeah. It is what it is. No, like, literally, legit. No matter how bad it is, yeah. <laughs> I might be like, man. That was a rough one. But I'm going to come and I'm going to support. I'll buy my ticket. You don't yeah. got to give it to me for free. He, he, he supports local wrestling. <laughs> Definitely for sure. You never, but, but you know what? Honestly, that's how a lot of times I build relationship with wrestlers. And I, I get to see. Because you, you'll hear on block, like, there's this guy, you know, like, there's this one dude, Treehouse Lee. And I'm yeah. like, man, I got to see this dude. I got to see him. So then I finally got to see him. I was like, that dude was dope. Did I have to sit through, and I'm not going to hate or name the promotion, but did I have to sit through a lot of bullshit to get there? I did. But I felt like that, you know, 25 bucks that I put down, you know, just to see that one guy was like, man, and buy a shirt, mm-hmm. it may, meant something. So he's like, okay, there's people who, you know, are into this and want to come yeah. see me. I definitely would say this, man. It's Miller out here, yo. When it comes to wrestling, like, I've never seen somebody who pour their heart in it like you do. I think that's important to, to point out because uh, I think some people don't don't get that. Like, man, they don't understand that it's, it goes deeper than just WWE, obviously. And I think that's where you always coming from. Like, it gets deeper than this. Like, when you want to look at wrestlers and wrestling talent and all that, like, you put me up on Keith Lee. Like, this is these are the dudes that you like. You're going to love this motherfucker. And I sat there and I watched that match, and I think it was an Evolve show. I don't, I can't remember, really remember what kind of show it was. If it was Evolve or if it was no, because he was, I don't think he was in ROH, so it had to be an Evolve show. And like this dude doing flips over the top rope. I mean, fucking flipping off the top of the fucking turnbuckle. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, yo, this a big motherfucking dude. <laughs> How's he doing and I'm like, yo, and. But it's the way and he does it, it too. Yeah. It's like he does it and then he's and like, it was, like, and it was like, one of those things that? where it's Miller was right because he know I like my big athletic wrestlers, yo. Because I like to see when motherfuckers who ain't supposed to be able to do, do some shit. shit, do some shit. I always call yeah. it the Vader effect because yeah. I remember the yep. first time I ever saw Vader it and was I was one like, of my favorite wrestlers, top inti- five, dead or alive. Yes, one of my favorite wrestlers. Because yo. when I first saw, I kid you not, when I first saw Vader, I was like, bro, what is this? Vader is How? What, Vader is who made me love Hills. Yes, he's the him one. Him and Ric Flair, the two people. Yep. Where I, I couldn't. I can't even say him and Ric Flair. No, you it was Vader. Vader. <laughs> it was like, Vader. <laughs> Vader made me sit there and say, Hill is where it's at. Vader was 
Man. And he was just a beast. Yeah. He was he scared me. When he piled on cats and time, yo. This motherfucker said it's time. That shit was ominous. It's time. It's It's beta time. And you like, damn, man. Like I gotta sit here and compete with this motherfucker. It was just like it was crazy. I don't know. I I I will always remember the helmet and the smoke Mm -hmm. coming out of it and the music. His original music was very, like you said, ominous. Yeah. It wasn't, it was just him and the smoke and Harley Race. And yeah. you were like, what the f-? And then I, I still can't forget he went against a jobber on WCW Worldwide. And he took dude, threw him in the corner and started doing those clubs. And yeah. the dude was just getting rocked and Can falling. Can you imagine like, <gasps> where Vader's career could be in today's time versus back then? Because you got to remember... Back then, it was outside of Ric Flair, it was babyface eccentric. Yeah, it was always about the baby, baby face. face, and it wasn't about like this dude is so dope and he draws people mm-hmm. whether he's getting beat the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> like if he, whether he's getting beat or he's you know beating somebody up, it doesn't matter. This dude, people want to see him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna stop this conversation right there because it's gonna lead into my bad. Oh, okay. and so. I want to get into my bad, well, but yeah, I don't want to do it right now. I got you. Yeah. So I'm going to drop a couple more things on the news and rumors. Um, G.O.D., as I suspected when I told you guys, um, they won the... Um, tag team. The, the G1, geez, the World Tag League. Yeah. So they'll be going on to face the um, Dangerous Techers. Um, it'll be an interesting match. The only thing I wanted was another team to kind of emerge. I thought maybe Shingo and Sonata would. I know that this is the first time that um, Tamatanga... And Tongaloa won the World Tag League, even though they've been in the finals like every year, but they were always yeah. the champion. So they end up losing, and that's who will get the rematch, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it feels kind of like the same story. And I, I wish that when they win it, it would be in front of a crowd that could be lively, because right now you mm-hmm. still have the whole rules. Of, and I just feel like the celebration was kind of like, damn. Yeah. And look, to me, I love ROH. I love ROH. And I can't wait till this fucking pandemic is over <laughs> and we can get back to normal life and we can go back and when May gets here, because they always run a show in Chicago oh, around yeah, Mother's Day. The matter of fact, on Mother's Day, yeah. they always run a show on Mother's Day in Chicago. <laughs> and it's always a treat because it's the easiest gift that I can give Tiffany every fucking New year Japan because <laughs> she's into wrestling and she actually will go. Yeah. And so we got lucky, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Sally digs it too, so it's like, man, she yeah, yeah. be pregnant all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, shoot the club up in a quick hot minute, huh? <laughs> it's right now. It's over now. I got yeah, yeah. nothing to worry about. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. But uh, <laughs> but uh, made me lose. But it's one of those things. Even though I love ROH. I really wish the AEW had that New Japan connection. I mean, I think they have a connection, but like, New Japan is not going to sit there and be like, nah, fuck ROH. We're going to work with you guys. It's just not the name. But knowing that AEW is very open, like like they said they would be, it it leaves their opportunity. Um, Madison Rain will no longer be doing commentary on Impact. Doesn't mean she won't be part of the company. But she won't be doing co- commentary. Some people said they don't like her. I didn't mind her. 
when I watched Impact this past week, but I guess... I don't watch Impact, um, so I can't yeah. even complain. Well, this week I watched it because of Kenny <laughs> Omega, Kenny which Omega. we'll talk about. It still didn't make me want to watch. I understand. And look, um, Jordan Grace is there. You know I love me some I Jordan guess. Grace. He's like, but I could catch that you on You know YouTube. I love me some Deanna Perrazzo. I love me some Deanna Perrazzo. I love me some Jordan Grace. Fuck, I like... I love me some EC... Not EC3. I don't know why I'm from EC3. Yeah, Moose. Moose. Um, I oh, love me but, some um, for final battle on December 18th, mm-hmm. the tapings were this week, um, this weekend, but there were four wrestlers that could not, um, be on the show because they tested positive for COVID. It was, uh, Bandito, EC3, Flamita, and Kenny King. Flamita. Because of that, they had to change around the whole show because Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horse were all supposed to defend the, um, six-man championship against Shane Taylor Promotions. Not sure what Kenny Omega or Kenny King was gonna do. EC3 was actually gonna go against Jay Briscoe, so they're gonna have to change that match around. And they're not announcing what the new card is gonna be um, until the day before final battle. So it'll be interesting what they end up doing. And then last but not least, um, Zeus Debo. Tommy Lister, he passed away um, a couple days ago. Nigga. Yo, look, I did drop the N-word That's on this okay. motherfucker, but this is an urban podcast, and if you can't um, get down with that, I got two words for you, then. <laughs> and, um, but, like, man, yo, that was probably... Look, 2020 has been so fucked up. For but real. You, you want to know the crazy thing is? I watched the interview a couple days, I think it was, mm-hmm. before that, and he was not feeling great mm. in that interview. And I only saw, like, clips because somebody, you know, comes up on your Instagram. Yeah. <clears throat> so then when they said he passed away, I was like, whoa, was he sick? And then I read that he had got corona, beat it, and then he was afraid he had it again mm. around that time that he did that interview. Yeah. That's and, crazy. And, man, look. um, This dude, look, has become a staple in your household. If you don't know who this dude is, then he probably wasn't a staple in your household. But for most black communities, black and brown communities, he was a staple in the household. Everybody because, knew who Debo because, was. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know who Debo is, then fuck you. Because I don't care. Because even though Friday didn't cost that much to make, everybody know who Debo was. I mean, I'm sitting here. I mean... I'm sitting there looking at uh, fucking memes and jokes and shit like that. Right, well, about, people know. <laughs> about, when they see memes yeah. and stuff, they know the business. Like, <laughs> man, this one right here. Where it's supposed to be God and, and Kobe and shit. <laughs> talking. God. Who? Kobe. Debo. <laughs> Kobe takes his ri- take off his rings and shit. <laughs> like, like, yo. Yeah, the Debo yo, coming, yo. Debo coming. <laughs> Take your chain off. DJ Pooh played that fucking part Perfect. so good. But they all did, man. Yeah, yeah they did. And we could relate because man. back then when we was younger, there was always that one dude. You may not have to tuck in your chains or whatever, but you'd be like, oh, here comes so and so, That nigga always coming? Always coming starship. Yeah. Let's just go inside, down. Yeah. <laughs> that dude coming down the block. Nah, like, uh, I ain't fucking with him like that. Or you have that one day you be like, I'm sick of this. Fuck, fuck I'm not going inside. Fuck about just having that dude on the block. You got that person in your family. I don't care who you are. I don't care black, white, Mexican, other type of Hispanic, or whatever the case may be. You got that motherfucker in your family, and you and you know it. 
that's like you got a motherfucker in your family where you love them, but you don't fuck with them. And you just be like, nah, bro. Every time you come around, shit. Do I remember? Um, I remember this vividly. To this day, I got a cousin on my dad's side. And shit. I remember one time we out there. We on the south side. Right across the street from Calumet High School. And if you don't know that motherfucking area. Is <laughs> Blackstone. Yeah. I'm talking about. I'm talking about hitting their chest hard. Throwing up the five in the sky. Braids. Everything. You talking about the prototype of fucking Blackstones and shit. This, this was where it was at, yo. I'm talking about talking about Chief Malik. And ain't no Jeff Fort. Chief Malik, motherfucker. Like, yo. And I remember this motherfucker, man. And I'm talking about motherfucker just walking down the street, Randall. And my cousin so crazy, he looked at that motherfucker, he said, yo, you stone? <laughs> and that motherfucker, look, 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 I'm doing motherfucking like six, seven grade. <laughs> and look, I'm coming from the suburbs, and obviously, living in Aurora and shit, you know, we dealt with a lot we of know, we know the GDs and Kings and shit like that. Um, and then even when I was in Chicago, I didn't stay out south. We always looked at them motherfuckers dirty anyway. We was out west. We was west niggas and shit like that. You know what I mean? Four kind of hustle. All that shit over here. You know. You yeah. know the south side too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We was out there. Nah, nah. We wasn't on the south side like that. I only visited the south side because my pops lived there. That was it. It was all west side to die, motherfucker. You know, that's what I it was. I had the train to go to these dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The so, red line, the blue line. That's right, what I had to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I had to take the red line and the blue line. Because I'm on the that, south side. And literally, he tell us motherfucker. And dude looked like a motherfucking... Uh, he looked like he was just visiting. I don't even think he was from... He was from that part of town and shit. <laughs> he looked like he belonged. And I know he was just visiting. He had some family there. He was just visiting. He went to the corner store. Didn't realize that he was going to have a problem. And... And what happened is, it just so happened to be one of my family members that had the problem. And I remember him saying, nigga, yo, you stone? And that motherfucker looking at him like, stone what? Like, I don't know what you're what talking about. That? And shit. And I'm, I'm talking about straight up chin check the motherfucker just because he wasn't affiliated no. at all. No, no. I'm like, yo. I don't know what this is. What is any of this? If he was GD, you going to shoot him. But now he ain't affiliated. You going to chin check him anyway? I'm like, come on, bro. Like, what are we doing here? I have one of those family members. Don't give a fuck. Just wow. said you should have broke it to the left. <laughs> and I'm talking about, look, and me, an impressionable preteen or young teen, looking at this motherfucker like, yo, you wild as shit. <laughs> Even at that age, like, I like, realized that this was probably not the right nah, thing to be nah. doing. Because, we don't need to do this. Because he's one of those where you're like, nah, man, you cause too much attention to yourself. Yeah, you bring too much yeah. attention. We don't like that. <laughs> and like, you a wild, but some people need those some wild motherfuckers like need it in their in they organizations. But my cousin was one of them. And I was just like, yo, I don't know how we got to that point. No, I, I understand. Just, look, hey. Sometimes. Yeah. I forget what we were talking about, too. Bless but, you, baby girl. Uh, but that was my news and rumors. 
Mm-hmm. I think we did the match to watch for. Oh, yep. so we can get into our IBUs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Did you want to do your raw first? Yeah, I'm going to do my raw first. Go for it. Only because I kind of missed out on this opportunity when we started this podcast right back up. My raw is just Roman Reigns. Mm. Um, and it's because of the fact that, look, the story that they write for. This is something that we've been begging for for a long fucking time. Especially when you got somebody that has limited wrestling skills wise. And um, I think this past Friday, it really sold it. I mean, Paul Heyman telling that motherfucker, look, hey, I can take this title if you want me to. But you do it at your time. Right now, he's calling the shots. You finna do it on his time. Is that what you want to do? You gonna do it on your time. Your time. Just for later on, Kevin Owens looking for Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns fuck him up. That's the story that we've been asking for for years. It wasn't necessarily a hate on Roman Reigns. It was hate on Roman Reigns, the character. Because as wrestling fans, and this is what's going to lead to my... I should just let you go first because it's mm-hmm. actually going to lead to my ugly and everything. <clears throat> I mean, not, not my ugly, but my bad. With Roman Reigns, he's playing this uh, role so well. Punishing Jey Uso. Um, but it comes so natural. Yeah. Um, and it's only because Jey Uso isn't listening to him. He's telling him, make them understand. I know you saw the damn text messages yesterday with me and EJ and shit like yeah. that. Now I'm talking, yo, in my Roman Reigns voice, say your wife, no, make her understand. <laughs> I hit that line on JR today because I was trying to get a Christmas gift that I know I ain't going to get. But I'm like, JR, make her understand. Make your mother understand. Because if you don't make your mother understand, I'm going to make you understand. Because I figure if I threaten him, then maybe he can pass off the message that I really want. That I know is never going to get cleared. So I'll probably go have to beat my son's ass for no reason. <laughs> just because just just I had to make him understand, hey, look, you didn't make your mother understand, bro. What, what are we doing here? Shit. Because you know I can't do it. So you have to. You got to use your charm or whatever the case may be. Your charm. <laughs> Shit. You her oldest child and her only boy. Do whatever it takes to make her understand. You kid on my missions and stuff. I did, and I already know. Don't come back till the job is done. I already know. I gotta whoop his ass off GP because uh, I know it's, he's not gonna. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. And so, like, now I gotta beat you up, low key. Don't tell nobody. Because, <laughs> because your mom ain't gonna do what you're asking her for. <laughs> so I put him on a setup mission, pretty much. Um, but he was like, "Yo, you don't never care for me like that." I said, "I do care for you like that all the time, son." I said, "I get you whatever you need, wherever you want, wherever you ask for, I get you." He was like, "No, nah, you only do that for my birthday and Christmas." Damn. I said, "Bro, I do it all year round." 
I only give you the big gifts during your birthday and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I said, come on. Don't do that to me. I said, <laughs> that motherfucker looked at me. He was like, yeah, you know, he couldn't argue that shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I said, see? But he was like, nah, I ain't doing that. You already know the answer. He said, <laughs> he said you already know the answer? <laughs> Shit, pretty much, you might as well beat my ass right now. Because you, you ain't finna get Stop it. Stop trying to send me out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, no, this is the Roman Reigns that we've been asking for for years. This is the Roman Reigns that we're getting now. And this look, I haven't re- missed a Friday Night SmackDown since the Tribal Chief arrived. I just haven't. Because I got to see what's going to happen next. I got to see what is he going to do next. And it's always been great. Even how they lead into this feud between him and Kevin Owens. It's like, yo, Kevin Owens, I ain't want to have to do this to your family, but I got to do this to your family because I don't fear you. And it's like, no, motherfucker, you are going to fear me. <laughs> like, like you are going to fear me whether you like to or not because I'm going to be the one that makes sure you eat. And if your ass ain't eating, now your family on your ass. And yes, <laughs> brought your family into this shit. I'm the head of the table. I make sure everybody eat. And if I ain't holding this fucking title, then everybody ain't eating. Yo. I'm just like, yo, this motherfucker fucking me up in the head, yo. <laughs> like, I got to follow Roman. He the head of the table. That's how you know when a story is so fucking good. When you sitting there like, yo, I got to follow this motherfucker, yo. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Nah, I'm going to eat. And if that means I got to follow this motherfucker to eat, I'm going to follow this motherfucker to eat. And that's what he's been doing. Week after week, day after day. He been showing motherfuckers, yo, I'm the head of the table. If you want to eat, you got to go through me. That means either you better face me, beat me, or you better sit your ass the fuck down in whatever corner you want to sit down in and leave me the fuck alone. This is how you eat. And I think he told that story well. He let Kevin Owens know. Look, I don't want to preach your family in this. But if you don't back the fuck down, then you lose a spot at the table. Oh, you talking about poetic. That shit was poetic, yo. That shit was... Yo, that was... Watchworthy. You cannot sit there and tell me that I don't care how much you can hate WWE... That you're not into this storyline. Because this is one of the greatest things that they ever done. And this is one of the greatest things that if they don't fuck this up, because they can still fuck it up. If they don't fuck this up, this is going to be one of those things that we talk about throughout history. What the tribal chief was, the head of the table, that storyline will live in infamy. I just look forward to seeing it in front of people. Yeah, me too. That was my raw. My raw is uh, Kenny Omega versus Laredo Kid from last night. I thought that match uh, for the AAA Mega Championship was great. Um, to the point where I actually wasn't sure if Kenny was going to win. Like, I, I kind of knew 
he would win just because I felt like AAA was part of what was going on because they have a partnership, etc. But just the the action that was happening, I found myself looking at it like, oh shit, Laredo Kid might, you know, might actually get the the pin here. He might actually win, and what does that mean for the story? Are we gonna pretend like this doesn't exist? I was questioning. Like, what do we do if Kenny loses? Like, because that's going to be weird. But he actually won, and he won with a, uh, uh, from the top rope, a, a super one-winged angel, which was insane. Yeah. Part of the reason why I love Mexico, because you see shit that you're like, mm-hmm. why, what? He no one's the, ever going to fucking what, let you do this. What do you do? Do, do it off the second rope or something? No, the top. The top? Fuck. Yeah. That was more, that was ultimate. Awesome. Yeah, off the top. I was like, whoa. Um, and that's how he won, obviously. Um, and there were a bunch of different spots in there, but just watching Kenny and how he adapts to different styles and, and um the story that they told in that match, even though the only downside I'll say to that match against Laredo Kid was and it, and it's Lucha, so it happens. So I get it. Mm-hmm. It's part of the style was like there was a point where he hit like a super RKO or like a it might have been a springboard RKO, and they sold it for a little bit, and then all of a sudden I turned back and Kenny Omega's back on the offense. That was the only time where I was like, all right, like if somebody hits an RKO and a springboard, I'm gonna need a you to, cutter. I'm gonna need you to be down for a little bit longer before you get the offense back because that's a that's a big move, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But other than that, um, I'm not gonna nitpick. I thought it was awesome, um, and it added to it. And part of the reason why it's my raw is that listening to the announcers, and they did it in English, which was throwing me off. They kept going into English and Spanish in between. Even Ali was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, just stay in Spanish. Like, they don't do this on the when I'm watching uh, uh, Japanese wrestling. It stays in Japanese. He doesn't all, out of nowhere go, Jushin Thunder Liger with the powerbomb. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Who was that? <laughs> like, yeah. But um, I liked how they talked about you know he Kenny Omega. He's got a new attitude, and we don't. I don't like this attitude, and because he wouldn't shake Laredo Kid's hand. He's like, mm-hmm. now he holds a championship in Mexico. He holds the AEW World Championship. What's next? The Impact Championship. Then what? What? Then, and I love that they were adding the that into the story. Collector. And uh, it was part of it because um, it just shows how wrestling working together. I'm watching a Triple A show and can't wait to watch a Triple A show. And end up catching other matches where I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking dope. Because the hair versus hair match Mm -hmm. to close out the show against Chessman and uh, Pagano was dope. Very violent. I appreciated that. So that's part of what I loved about it. So um, kudos to Omega and Laredo Kid. That's why it's my Raw. I love that. Everybody's kind of working together for the greater good of wrestling. And this was an example. And that's my Raw. You're bad, sir? Oh, man. Um... It's not necessarily Big E himself. But if you're pegging him to be the next, then I think WWE got to do a better job of showcasing that. Yeah, because the match was weird. Didn't it end weird? Yeah. I think the problem with... Here's the thing. He's still rocking New Day gear going down the ring. And he has whole new theme music made by Wale, which is dope as shit. Um, I still don't know if I like the new theme better than Big E's old theme. Because three ain't enough, man. I need five. And I think that was dope. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why is because like, he showed that, obviously, when he was in NXT, 
there. I'm so dominant that you can't count. just do a three count. You got to do a five count. That's how long he about to be down. And I think we got to get back to that. That Big E. That Big E. Big E is so dope. And I think the problem is, is that I don't know what WWE is doing. I don't know if they're just trying to slowly get us into the next phase of Big E. But if your plans is to have him fighting for a title at WrestleMania. You got to get it going. Yeah, you got to get this shit going real soon, real quick. And I think they, I think for me, they overcomplicate things. Like, mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura, right? And I'm using him as an example because he's in WWE now and people can identify with him. Mm-hmm. When he was in New Japan, he was the quote-unquote leader of chaos, right? Yeah, yeah. And he held the Intercontinental Championship and pretty much that was his belt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the backstory on that. It didn't the affect... one time where you can see, because unlike in WWE, they don't do it that often. Or at all. This is the one time where you can see somebody hold a mid-card championship but it seems like it's a top it's right. the top championship. And that's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it was. So the point I'm trying to make is that so when Okada started coming along and was part of chaos, but he started to ascend, it didn't affect Shinsuke. He was still Shinsuke, right? They didn't do a thing where it's like, does Okada need to separate himself from chaos? or whatever? It's a group. Yeah. You Just because you grow. Like, we all talk about us as friends. My whole group of friends have all grown in different ways. I mean, the best thing. I mean, you ain't even got to go to us. Just look at the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club. They all grown. Yeah. So, my point is, this push to try to ha- have him, like, re-identify himself mm-hmm. and this is... Why? For what? Yeah, yeah. He's still... He could be more aggressive and still be Big E. He could still do the five count and all that. It, I feel like they're just trying too hard to be like, he doesn't need New Day. They keep pushing that so much that it makes people want, well, yeah, he does. We want it. Let them be part of it mm-hmm. and maybe kind of fade away in the back. But he's always going to be New Day. You feel me? He's just I, with a bigger, a, a, you know, more attitude and he's on his own. And this is where the problem with not having him turn against New Day but that ended up, I wouldn't agree with that because no, that would have been forced. No, it wouldn't have. Because you got to remember the story that you're trying to tell. Look, because nobody is expecting Xavier Woods to be a headliner. Maybe he probably should have been a mid-card person where you can grab an Intercontinental Championship, United States Championship. He's that good, got the wrestling skills to actually be that. Because to me, I don't give a fuck what you are. Sometimes being the top person doesn't mean you're the best wrestler. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> we, we, seen, we witnessed that. We know when, that. We like, WWE. I mean, to me, when they had Mr. Perfect, he was probably the best. Outside of Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect was probably their best wrestler. To me, and I will stand by and this. Gimmick. I stand on this to this day. The two people during that era that should have been WWF champion and didn't get the chance, but should have been is the Travis Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect. So I'm going to say three then. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, and Jake the Snake. Those are three people that at least Jake the Snake should have been Intercontinental champion. At the very least. The fact yeah. that he did not hold a championship in WWF was a travesty, wrong, messed up. And see, look. I'm sorry. And, and honestly, if you would have told me, like, yo... Jake the Snake never won a championship. I'd be like, fuck you, motherfucker. He won an Intercontinental Championship. 
Like, honestly, I would have. Like, I would have argued you with that shit, like, right now. Like, yo, dude, fuck, you crazy. You crazy. Let's Google this Let shit. Let me look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, 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 look at this shit. This yo. Because that, that is, that's a travesty. Travesty. Jack, this snake never winning a fucking title. This is a travesty. Because that's how good his, not only his gimmick was, but that's how good of a wrestler, wrestler he was. Wrestler he was, how good, how he understood. He didn't have to be like crazy athletic. He was mm-hmm. just dope. Yeah. When he was a good guy, when he was a bad, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And he didn't change that much either. And he, he still, had the snake. That fucked He was still talking anyway. the same way. Yeah. Like, mm, you gotta think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. He would talk to you in that, it was almost like this psycho serial killer, like, yeah. Cause I still remember spin the wheel, make the deal. When he came, mm-hmm. when they had that in WCW, he was like, "Steve, all you gotta do is spin the wheel when you make the deal, buddy. Mm-hmm. You'll see." And I was like, "Bro, what the fuck? He's gonna kill them!" <laughs> like yeah, I mean, yeah, my grandma makes yeah. me scared. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. Steve, don't do it. Don't spin the wheel, bro. He's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You see what he did to Macho Man, dog? Don't go for that shit, bro. This is a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and seriously, bring it all back, cause I think that's the problem, though. Cause WWE had that same issue. Oh look, we have made this group. They've been together for so long, and it was impossible for us to really break them up. No, it wasn't impossible for you to really break them up. Uh, you know, outside of doing it through the draft, you could have had Big E say, "Man, look, man, we won tag titles, but you won the big shit, and I haven't been able to get there. And I think it's because you motherfuckers are holding me back." Honestly, I created a whole fucking storyline, dude. Look, let me, I'm going to get it to it. Right, look. So I said, man, look. When New Day was getting into it with um, the Hurt Business, that's how we should have introduced Big E turning heel. He should have been the one in the Hurt Business. Why? Because now, look where we're going to go with this shit. Bobby Lashley can finally get the WWE Championship. Finally. But he's only doing it really as more of a transitional champion. Because Big E, all the while, is the United States Champion. And so, like, now we got this group, the super strong guys group. This person will finally won what he's supposed to win. Now he loses it. And Big E sitting there telling MVP, see, I told you this motherfucker wasn't it. He ain't the leader that we need. It's me. And then he comes around. Now, now we build this shit up, whatever. Um, he doesn't have to necessarily uh, win um, the Royal Rumble. But what if this motherfucker end up winning money in the bank? And then now, Big E wins the money in the bank and cash in on whoever the WWE champion at the time or WWE uh, Universal champion at the time. doesn't matter. Now Big E is that. And now that's how we built him. Because I don't care what WWE says, when we get to seeing a motherfucker being a babyface for too long, we have to see them heal. The same thing that we had to see with John Cena. Like, that's the reason why we're clamoring for a heel John Cena. It ain't that we really question his wrestling skills, his his mic skills, or whatever the case may be. When, we, when it's all said and done, 
John Cena's top 10 wrestlers of all time. I'm not going to put him in that top 5 yet. But he's definitely top 10 as far as mic skills and in-ring ability. Now, what makes him fall out of that top 5 for me is the wrestling business. Because you can see when he's talking to a wrestler. I think sometimes that, that hurts him. Um, the fact that he hasn't turned heel since fucking the early 2000s. There's a lot of things that go into where we just like, mm, see, this is what keeping, uh, and I think this is what keeping John Cena out of, you know, like, being in the talks of the greatest and shit. Like, to me, I think that's what keeps John Cena out of greatest talks. And see, like, now you're going to have Seth Rollins, who's going to be in that conversation. Because they actually built him to be heel, babyface, heel, babyface, and then heel again. This Messiah shit that they doing with Seth Rollins is dope as fuck. It's unfortunate that, you know, uh, I wouldn't say it's unfortunate. Let me take those words back before motherfuckers start attacking me and shit. And like, yo, how you gonna say having a baby is unfortunate and shit like that? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I think it's one of those things where because he's having a baby right now, it kind of uh, is putting I don't a, like this. Maybe it's because of the whole Rey Mysterio thing, but it was just getting on my nerves. I'm like, this is taking way too long. This I think it did. Of... I think it's just because they had to drag it on long enough for him because they didn't want him to start in a whole nother feud. No, I know that. They had to drag it on long enough for him to be Shit. able to go on this hiatus. I would his ass home yeah. sooner then. I'd be like, well, just go be with your baby mama. But I'm, I'm interested to see what did that sacrifice mean. Now, now, you see, you got me engaged. Because when he returns, what did that sacrifice mean that happened in the Survivor Series? They can't ignore that. If they do... I was just about to say, they can't? Because who are we talking about here? Not to say that they won't. Oh, okay. But they can't. <laughs> Shit. They can't. They can't ignore that. And if they do, it's going to piss us off. You can't ignore that. WWE is very good at making us forget shit that they do and then yeah, like yeah, yeah. does anybody remember the raw that ended with the new day dragging people out then they had beat the shit out of everybody and we were like damn you don't remember that do no, you no, yeah no. look back on it we yeah, have yeah. a whole cover yeah, yeah. to a rvu <laughs> dedicated to when they beat yeah. the hell out of people <laughs> and fucking uh xavier woods was like i told you if things didn't change this was about to happen. And they yeah. literally, Biggie carrying two people, they're dragging bodies out of wrestlers. Yeah. I think it was like Dolphin and other people who were like, this is just shit we've been waiting. Next week, nothing. So they do this all the time. So I hate getting excited. So maybe yeah. that's probably, I'll be optimistic. Look, maybe they'll that's what, that's, but that's my thing with Big E. I think they, sh they needed to and they should have turned him heel because he's not going to, look, he's not going to get over being a baby face. He's not, the, but the he's only not. reason, and this is where I'll counter you on that and say why he's. Uh, and if, why he, he, if he does, if he does get over being a baby face, then kudos to WWE for pulling some shit off that I didn't think they could pull off. But I don't think, I think in will, the current form right now that he could pull this off it's gonna evolve, as a baby face. It's going to evolve. But what the, the problem is, they don't have somebody, and this is where developing other talent. Would help because they don't have a, a heel beat that we give a shit about. Like that 
as they say, mm-hmm. we'll pay money to get see the hell get beaten out of them, right? We don't yeah. have that. And I'm not trying to make an AEW versus WWE thing, but we got MJF and now Kenny, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if somebody gets through MJF and they've been feuding with them and you know something's next, you, you'll you feel like Omega's the mm-hmm. next. There's not that for Big E. So, so that we could feel like, oh, man. You know, you know what, what I mean? I think it is? I think it's a combination of how many challenges can we give to Roman Reigns as a heel, and how many challenges can we give, give to the Big, Big E, e as, a as a heel? As a face. No, no, as no, a no face. I'm just saying, no, as a heel. Because that's the reason why they don't want to turn him heel. Because how many faces can you give him? Because to me, it would have been perfect. Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan. I mean, you're bringing these dudes back, and this dude could have dominated them, win these feuds, and moved up the ladder. Because what we want to see, because before we see Big E with any fucking championship, and I'm talking about the WWE no, or Universal, that. we want to see that build of how he got there. Right, but I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but to and me, but we want to see that build with some of the, but you want to see that build with the greatest, and with the, the pro- greatest wrestlers, though. I understand that, and you can still do well. Other places other than WWE, you can still do that. But my point was, the way you build up a face is you, people have sympathy for him. You feel bad, but you don't have somebody... Like, let's say they would have built up Lars, right? Or even if they built up Aleister Black mm-hmm. to a credible heel where you're like, man, this guy is fucked up. Then you have those people where Biggie would have to battle through it to, you know, gain that momentum. And now, finally, I'm going... I'm getting to, you know, Royal Rumble. I won the Royal Rumble. Now I'm ready to go against Roman Reigns. And you give a shit because everybody hates Roman Reigns because he's a fucking asshole and he's the head of the table and he treats everybody like shit. But the problem like is, is this. Wait, like, wait yeah, yeah, go ahead. you give a shit about Big E being the guy who could stop him because mm-hmm. Big E could be your hero. But you yeah. don't have anybody to make you realize, oh... He's the hero. He could be our hero because there's no heels. There's nobody. And here's the problem. Because they didn't put Big E in the, in the feud with Baron Corbin. I agree. That's, now, see, that would have sense. One of your top heels on the show. That could have been the first one. They didn't put you in the stable against him. They didn't put you in a feud with... Seth Rollins, because right because then after that, one. because after you went against Baron Corbin, then it should have been Seth Rollins. It would have been, been Seth Rollins making his return and everything. But like you got so many stories going on because they don't know what they're gonna do with Seth Rollins probably when he comes back. What did that sacrifice mean? Because to me, that sacrifice has to take you to greatness. Because it's the same thing. I'm gonna just get right into my ugly with the whole retribution, right? Now, I'm just going to make this my ugly. Because what are they doing with retribution? Period. <laughs> Nothing. And, it was, and, no, and it's, no a, it's a whole waste of our time. And I get it. Wrestling is something that you got to write over and over and over and over again. That you got to try to keep people engaged for a whole lifetime. That's what this is. Because wrestling ain't going nowhere. So... I got to keep you captivated into a storyline, which is why I think it, it makes our job easier as being, I guess you want to call us smarts or whatever. Um, it makes our job easier to criticize certain shit. And this is the reason why this is my ugly. And I told you from the jump, uh, if you go back and look at the IR wrestling page, plug, shameless plug, I said, none of this means anything unless... 
Mustafa uh, uh, Mustafa Ali wins the WWE Championship. That's he got happen. he got so many. But the, here's the problem though. They built Retribution up as being this crazy, out of control. They got the numbers type of group. See, no, I'm not gonna say. And see, then but all of a sudden, they didn't build anything. No, 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 up. That's it, the problem. But they presented it, them yeah, like this crazy, unstoppable. Either either way it go. You know, tomato, they tomato. Built shit. Yeah, yeah, tomato, tomato. Okay. We don't need to argue the merits of whether or not they built <laughs> they that shit built or not. Anything. Yeah. The point is, he had this once formidable army of fucking wrestlers. And now it's just down to, to four. And one of them's a female. So that person is, ne- that female is never going to really get involved as far as, like, she may get involved in, in like, she may hit one of them or something like that. Trip somebody. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, there's not going to be any like, physical. Yeah. But it's never going to be where they get physical with her back and everything. So, all right. What happened to the army? What happened to the, the slew of fucking wrestlers that you had at your disposal that you no longer have now? Retribution needs to end. And it needs to end now. And just, just, I, look, I would just eat that shit as if this happened at one point in history, now it's over. Make it one of those things you forget about. <laughs> look, 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 it's the gobbledygooker or the, uh, when they have the turtle, the turtle time, the guys that dressed up like Ninja Turtles, yeah, look yeah. it up. Yeah, I mean. It happened. At this point, though, it's, nah, so no go. No go, yo. I can't go for that. No. I just can't. You know, and no I, can I do. Um look man, I just I just can't do it no more because what did they do with it? They did nothing with it. And nobody's gonna gain any titles out of it. I mean, it's just like you named a motherfucker T bar. Slap that. <laughs> And Slapjack. And you think that's supposed to get over. <laughs> Literally, though. Like, like, I mean, and all jokes aside, though. Diva! I think that's what pisses me off the most. Is that you think that those names that you've given those wrestlers are supposed to get over. And fans are supposed to get behind it. No, the fuck we ain't. No, it's just... As long as you got a motherfucking name T-Ball in your fucking squad, <laughs> I don't fuck with you. It's just so weird. I don't understand it. I don't get what the logic was. I, look, I give all the, the like, like respect to Dijak for that and, like, running with it. It's just, like, for me, I don't get it. Like, how, Sway? Like, if they... I'm sorry. There's got to be a point where you're, like... Nah, I'm not finna do that. Like, <laughs> that name sounds really stupid. It just doesn't, I don't know. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's the curl that won't curl all the way over. It's worse Look, than that. They didn't put any thought into this. The dopest name on there is Reckoning. I and actually still... like that. I actually like that, but it all depends. But they fucked it up when they gave her her first match 
on the main roster. And made her lose. And made her lose. Her name is Reckoning. She's supposed to make you feel. At least if she was going to lose, like, she should have lost by disqualification because she... Because she made you feel. Yeah. <laughs> she made you feel it was your reckoning. That's why. It's your fucking reckoning. That's the reason why that's my name and I'm going to fuck you up. Win or lose. It's the same thing with Roman Reigns where he keeps telling Jay Uso. Make them understand. It ain't about winning or losing. It's about inflicting that pain and putting fear in people's eyes so then they know that you're not to be fucked with. Period. That's what it's about. And I don't understand this whole retribution shit. And maybe they just got too much of a head on themselves because they started putting too many stables together. You had the Messiah and all and his followers. You had But that the shouldn't Hurt be a business. problem. And I didn't realize that. Look, like no, and they I put, hate to they say put it. a lot of No, I, I understand here. that. But here's my thing. And man, now that you say that and I'm not like I factions, do. but I mean But you gotta many, know yeah. what you're doing. You gotta yeah. know what you're doing, you gotta have a reason. Like there's factions and I'm not trying to do I'll just use ROH as an example. I won't use mm -hmm. AEW as an example. A, like ROH has factions, but there's a way that you make it work. Like they just started a faction with the foundation. And Red Titus did a whole thing about why he should be the foundation. And it made sense why he was in the group. I still don't know why these motherfuckers are in this group. Yeah. Who did you wrong, T-Bar? What did they do to you? You, a matter of fact, motherfucker, you get opportunity after opportunity. <laughs> like you literally, literally, before Keith Lee got called up, he gave you an opportunity. It doesn't make sense. He gave you the opportunity. <laughs> the only person who... Really when he was the North American champion, when he became the fucking NXT world champion, he gave yeah, you, you the opportunity. You had main event matches, like, and they were like five star matches, so you didn't miss anything. Shane Thorne, you had opportunities. Your dude, your your partner got hurt, and stuff. I know stuff happens or whatever. So maybe he has a little gripe, but not really because me and him. I mean, me you could make a story off that shit, what? but you had your opportunities. You shined. Yeah. Not only that. Ah, just maybe, maybe I can give him. Yeah, yeah, I can, but I, I'm so you look, Gucci, you gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, but I can build. I can build something off of Mia Yim. Yeah, because she can. If, if I can't they, build if nothing off Diamond Dijak. Right. If you use the past with her, you can at least say you know she. I, I main evented in TNA, and you know I did a moonsault on top of a fucking cage. I'm nuts, man. I'm with the shits, mm -hmm. and y'all don't even recognize that I don't need development. I'm the, I am that bitch. Yeah. That type of shit, but they don't do that. Yeah, they're just like you're gonna lose now with a dumb mask or have a fake seizure or something mm -hmm. before him. that was bad too. Like it's just they haven't done them any favors. <laughs> uh, EJ, <laughs> sorry, I was looking at some Facebook posts. Kill a little of this guy. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, just like look, man, I just don't. I'm not feeling retribution. And look, I already knew they they would never ever put the title on Mustafa Ali. But he's that good on the mic and he's that good in the ring for you not to. And this stable, the way you built it up in the beginning, 
should have been too strong for him not to be able to be the WWE world champion. And that's a shame. And that, you know what? I was thinking about this shit the other day. I was smoking some weed. I was high as fuck. Watching wrestling and shit. Every watching... story you told yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. when you thought of some shit the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm watching, I'm watching Dolph Ziggler. Because you know when you when you high as shit, your, your mind goes into like... You think about that. You get into a real deeper thought and shit. It wasn't just on the surface of like, damn, you know what? Dolph actually a good wrestler. No, it was like... Damn, Dolph, if you didn't re-sign with WWE, you could have left and went somewhere else. And I look at it as you just a pretty boy who's satisfied with his place in a business where, look, they may not have you at the top, but they constantly keep you eating. And that's cool. And that's something that you yeah, right. And uh, I think he's more he's he's looking yeah. at it from a perspective of I'm if on the, the end of, of things. If, so if that's what that is. But Dolph should have left WWE a long time ago. I would have liked that. And and shown them what they really were missing. Because they fade they fed him breadcrumbs. Oh, we make you world heavyweight champion. Cause we don't really give a fuck about that title anyway. <laughs> but what have you done outside of you know that? As far as on the on in the main stage, even then, motherfucker was scared that that you wasn't gonna be able to get that three count on Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> They're like, no. Yeah. And then you had to get into a strong stable. You had to have Big E. On your side. You have to have the guidance of AJ on your side. In order for you to get there and use the money in the bank winner. Look at all the things that they that they had to put at your disposal. In order to show that you can be the man. Only for them to pull that shit right back from you and show that you really wasn't the man. And... I think about Dolph Ziggler and I and I sat there and I was sitting there. I'm like, man, this motherfucker's so dope that he should have left. It was like when Chris Jericho didn't just jump right into the WWE after WCW. That motherfucker was in ECW. He was all over the place. Before. No, he jumped right into the WWF. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't. But before he, he yeah, jumped yeah. to WCW, he was in ECW. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's sort of like on that mode, right? Of like, WWE couldn't see what Chris Jericho was if it wasn't for the ECW. Because you wouldn't go off of this WCW days and be like, he was only, I mean, he was just a cruiserweight person. And the TV champion. Yeah, and the TV, and the TV champion. Um, but outside of that, nah, I mean. Hulk Hogan yeah. was never going to let him be in the. Heavyweight division. Right. He's, been, he's too small. Yeah. Because that was why Rick Rude never was champion because uh, Hulk Hogan was always like, well, he's too small. It's not not big enough. And it made no sense whatsoever. Look, man. Hey, I know I had my gripe last week with Andre the Giant. I don't want to get into it with Hulk Hogan <laughs> this week. <laughs> Look, and these are things I wouldn't be scared to say to these motherfuckers' faces, yo, because sometimes you got to call people out on their shit. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. <laughs> but, um, 
And, and I ain't trying to say and act like I'm the biggest, baddest dude and I'm trying to fight these motherfuckers. No, I ain't trying to say none of that shit. I'm just saying I would never be scared to sit there and tell them my motherfucking opinion about some shit. And I think that is what that type of mindset, that thought process is why we could never fully gravitate ourselves to WWE. Because even when you have these small champions, because, like, what did you do with Finn Balor after that? He won the Universal Championship. The very first Universal Champion. Are you telling me you couldn't build him back up? That character, that dude, I'm talking about you didn't have to change anything about Finn Balor. You telling me you couldn't build that motherfucker right back up to be the universal champion? And that's where we at with this universal title. This is going to be the first time since the inception of this universal title that is going to be on a full-time wrestler. And I know people will say, oh, what about Kevin Owens? Yeah. yeah, he dropped that shit to fucking Goldberg. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, Roman Reigns is probably, he is the longest reigning full-time universal champion. I think he's, he's going to, I think the universal championship is getting a He hasn't had it that long. Legitimacy because of how long it was on Brock Lesnar. And the fact that they bounced it from Kevin Owens to Goldberg on some BS. Mm-hmm. And then to Brock Lesnar, and then he was never there. Yeah, I mean, and granted, they put it on... Man, uh, and I was on Seth Rollins for a little bit. I was about to say Mankind. But, they, I mean, they put it on Seth Rollins. They put it on Bray Wyatt. But, but the motherfuckers that, that held it the longest yeah. are fucking part-time wrestlers, yo. And, and Goldberg didn't have it that long, neither. Yeah, he did longer than he needed to have anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. But Brock held that motherfucking title down for I don't know how long. And it was to the point where he wasn't defending it at certain pay-per-views and all that shit. And, I mean, it just became... It was one of those things where if EJ and them were still doing their podcast... Well, we sit there and be like, yeah. Now you know how it feels, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> to, to, to turn on the TV every week. And your champion's not there. But that's all I got to say, man. I don't want to keep rambling on about... <laughs> excuse me. Why that was my ugly. What was your ugly, sir? Uh, my ugly's kind of short. It was just raw. I feel like their response to... Um, a big week in wrestling was like kind of, to me, it, it kind of shows that they have non-wrestling people writing the shows because if I'm on the on that end and I see what AEW did and then see the effect that Impact um, had with Kenny Omega on there and then you're going into a weekend where New Japan has the Super J Cup Finals and the uh, Best of Super Juniors and the World... To me, that all I gotta put my best foot forward and make something dope, and then it's kind of like, here you go, 
<laughs> kind of like a, a blase. It wasn't that it was bad, but I just feel like Raw is in the same rut as NXT, where it's like, it's not bad, it's not good, it's just on. And there's nothing like, oh shit, there's nothing Roman Reigns, like, my God. There's nothing Kenny Omega, where it's like, can't miss that. It's just, you know, I'm going to get the Hurt Business, and I'm going to get some Drew McIntyre and Sheamus stuff. And Those are the two best stories going cool. on in wrestling right now. Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega are the best, two best stories going on in wrestling right now. I can't even say New Japan is putting up something. I will say I'm, right I'm invested very much so. I ain't saying that we ain't. No, look, I know, but Okada and Osprey I'm going to put right there just because Osprey turning on Okada, would, it pissed me the fuck off. Mm-hmm. First of all, like, on a wrestling pissed me off. Not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you motherfucker. And he's mm-hmm. been an asshole. Like, even these... Ma- man, he's just fucking British. He's got that pompous British thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, like, Probably watching call his that... Mom. Oh, Probably call his mom, mum. Mum, ah! He's playing this whole, like, pretentious... Like, I was under you and I needed to make a statement, Okada, and now you can kiss my ass. He's making it... He's doing a very good job of pissing people off. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so good, too. So it's like, man, I love this character. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that storyline, I'm real, because I, I feel like Okada's going to bring back the, um, the uh, I don't want to say the Moonmaker, the Rainmaker, because he hasn't been using that. He's been using a, a different, ver- he calls it the Money Clip, and it's like a cobra, like a sitting Cobra Crutch. Mm-hmm. And he's been winning with that, because the storyline is people have been criticizing that, well, you just got the one move, just the Rainmaker. Rainmaker, dude. When they call it, when they announce it, yo, that's just so fucking. Yo, yeah. no, they announcers do a great job when he de- you already yeah. does the uh, the rainmaker. As soon as he gets that wrist, you'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, I'm fucking up. I love when he doesn't let go and he has it for a yeah. And that, long when while. he does it multiple times, uh. they still announce it like as if he did it the first time. Oh, the rolling rainmakers. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my god, that is neck. But yeah. but uh, as you were saying that. I agree. Those are the best things going on TV. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's kind of like, and I felt like this was Raw's opportunity to, I'm not saying throw everything you're doing out the window, but the Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt segments, you got to amp them up, bro. You got to gotta be more. And maybe you have a plan. I don't know. But like you have to respond. At this point, it's about responding because... The problem is they have no viable challenger to the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And it's because they haven't built That's what anybody. I mean. There's nobody because, that they have. Because they won't put Bobby Lashley in that spotlight for whatever reason. No matter how good he is in the ring. And granted, and look, and I'm going to tell you like this. I guarantee you, I dare anybody to challenge me. And we talking about since the inception of the Hurt Business, show me a match that Bobby Lashley just been so fucking god-awful that you just like, nah, he can never be a world fucking champion. But there's not many bad Bobby Lashley matches. No. That's the thing. He doesn't do bad matches. Not in TNA, not anywhere. He doesn't. So I just don't understand why this dude hasn't... And then you gave him a mouthpiece and you still haven't did anything with it. It's just... That's stupid, man. Could you imagine if he was in AEW? And even when he speaks Tony on the like, mic... Even oh! when he speaks on the mic himself, he doesn't sound so bad. No. It's, and it's because you, you were able to limit 
how much he speaks on the mic and he has a manager in front of him doing that. You have MVP being able to be his mouthpiece. And, and when he needs yeah. to speak, he speaks, and it yeah. makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, sure, whatever you say, muscle guy. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yeah. I don't want to be, bro. And they all look good in their suits. Yeah, that motherfuckers come down. I don't even like suits and shit, but I like I rock that. You know, I take it off immediately when I got home, but I rock it. I I rock it. I rock it. I'm just not a dress up guy. Dressing up for me is just not a right. It's not a fun experience. I don't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Even when I have interviews at work, people laugh because I'll be dressed up for my interview, and then when my interview is over. I come right back with, like, regular work clothes on. They be like, damn, Janard. I'm like, no, no way I'm sitting in a tie and all that all day. Yeah. I can't. Mm-mm. Not yeah. all day. So I thought about this. Hi. Once again. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of funny to me because I think we always... Um, shout out EJ. Um, I think he he does it. You do, do it. Um, I think Jay Fields does it, too. But we, we tend to watch our wrestling... Saturday mornings. Saturday morning wrestling, yo. So, I figured, why not add this into the podcast? And let me ask you. Saturday morning, what are you watching? This coming up Saturday? Yeah. Or what did I watch this Saturday? No, no, no. This coming up Saturday, what did you plan on watching? Because let's not act like we watching Raw the night of Raw. I watch Smackdown. Raw the night of Raw. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, Smack- but I, I don't always you do don't always, Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Saturday mornings, I usually, if there's a match that is like, everybody's been talking about it, because usually, um, Puro matches happen on like Wednesdays, Thursdays, or like early Friday, I'll check out that and get caught up, um, and then I always watch NXT UK, mm-hmm. usually, and then I kind of catch MLW in there sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes I have to watch two episodes. And then I wait a while into the afternoon, and then AAA comes on, so I watch AAA. Yeah, you know, I still don't fuck with too much. I know you don't. <laughs> but I do. I, try I just to don't like the way they film it. I, watch I, I really the, hate oh, the way no, they no, film no. it. No, no, no. So this is different. It's not filmed like Lucha Underground, but. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm thinking of Lucha Underground. Right, yeah, yeah. but My it's bad. the same people. It's yeah, the yeah. same people that run it. But mm-hmm. um, it's funny that you say that because yesterday when I was watching Triple Mania, I was like, yo, who. Hired a WWE cameraman that got laid off. Because if they zoom in one more fucking time, I don't care if there's not a crowd. Stop this shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ali just kept looking at me. I was like, dude, they're doing the WWE shit. And I can't fuck it. And then they stopped. Because yeah. it was like, zoom in, zoom out. Cut, 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 cut. I'm like, fix the camera in one angle. Zoom out a couple times. But this, you're going to give me a seizure. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This shit. But, uh, but um, yeah, that's... Oh, see, and then I, at night I usually catch the full episode of CMWL. And then mm. I'm usually done unless there's a, another show. I watch a lot I of told wrestling. told you, motherfucker watch a lot of wrestling. Like, <laughs> like, for real, he makes time for this shit. And I don't know how he does it. I'm not going to lie to you. I was off <laughs> this whole fucking week. And I still couldn't manage the time to sit, sit there and watch that much wrestling, yo. Oh, shit. I barely was able to watch some of Raw. A lot of SmackDown, and I, I was watching AEW. Watch AEW. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> yo. Look. But this is why I have to watch AEW mm-hmm. live, and why I have NXT on my phone. At I the forget same time. this motherfucker don't sleep. That too, I don't really sleep. Like yo, even when he used to spend the night at my crib, I'd be like, yo, <laughs> motherfucker, did you even go to bed? Yo, like yo. <laughs> 
How do you? And guess what? I fall asleep watching fucking wrestling. Yo, I'm like, this dude don't fucking sleep. Uh, we were like, ah, oh, it's a good match. No, we'll get text messages in our group text and shit like that at 2, 3 in the morning because this motherfucker ain't sleep. And you think that he did went to sleep. And then you'll get another fucking message at 5 in the morning. Like, dude, all right, I can understand you probably was up late. But why are you still up? <laughs> like, 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 come on, bro. Like, what? I never sleep. Because sleep is because of the Man, I feel like you've been listening to Nas way too much, yo. <laughs> Straight up. My I wife don't know how I do this either. Like, yesterday, I, I probably slept because one of the girls been waking up, like, mm-hmm. random. I don't, she's on this kick. But... I've been waking up, so I probably, as a total, and this ain't straight through. You just got added up between when I wake up. Maybe five hours yesterday. Maybe five. Four and a half. Yeah. This motherfucker don't sleep, yo. I learned how to make it work. He's a vampire, for real. I think the craziest thing I ever did is when we went to Detroit. Remember, we went to Detroit for that Mm -hmm. uh, ROA show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to my house. But then I came to work like two hours later, and he, I worked that and whole I give shit. it to this motherfucker drove damn near the whole time. <laughs> he drove. I think I only drove an hour there. Yeah, and then I drove. And he the drove the rest of the way yeah. there, and then on the way back, I think Calvin ended Cal- up taking yeah, taking he did. over he sw- for he you. Took over for me for a little he, bit. You you I'm really like, did. It was like yo, like I'm I'm tired. Of I see mattresses in the middle of the highway. I'm- yeah, yeah. About to pass out. But then, remember, there's an ROA show in Chicago the next night. So I worked up until about 5 or something. Mm-hmm. So, because I came, yep, I came to work at 12. And I remember uh, Brianna was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you got to, like, take a rest. So I just went to DKS office and did some reports. <laughs> and wow. then I went to ROH the next, that, that same night. I was at ROH dozing off, dog. I ain't going to lie, during the first matches. Because I was like, yo, I'm tired. And remember, the first matches mm-hmm. be real slow. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, fuck, something's got to happen. And then the Briscoes came out and shit got wild and I was awake. Yeah. But that Sunday, boy, mm-hmm. I was out. Yeah, I was like, man, nah, this motherfucker, yo. Got I ain't gonna lie, he's a monster, yo. What it comes. I'm like, yo, I don't know how you got that much energy. This motherfucker's a monster. Because, like, for me, I'm telling you, yo, two more this? hours, I'm probably gonna be asleep. For real. Look, I learned that I need to get it. It's only five I- right now. My wife would be like, why don't you ask Sterl such and such? I'd be like, what time is it? It's seven? Nah. I'll wait till tomorrow. Hell no. <laughs> Buddy got to get his phone for the sleep in, yo. I'll tell him, I'm going to text him now, but he ain't going to answer me until like six in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he know I'm up, so he'll answer yeah. me. <laughs> for real, yeah. I know no. how my brother operates. <laughs> this is bad. She's so like, seven? I'd be like, yeah. Either he's about to fall asleep. Seven, eight o'clock is bedtime, yo. Because I'm up. I'm up four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's what I do. Now, I do that like, like so. I may go to bed about seven. I don't even go to bed at seven, but seven it is that wind down, yeah. wind down time. Eight o'clock though, no, it's hit or miss. Right. You either gonna catch me if you catch me awake at eight. You a lucky motherfucker. Man, look. <laughs> Try to get what you got to ask in immediately. Yeah, yeah. Because anytime after that, it can happen. But definitely by 9 o'clock, it's over with. Don't you, you better off not even texting me. He's the definition yeah. of a dad. And if I'm up, <laughs> just count it as a blessing, yo. 
But don't even try to text me at 9 o'clock. There's just, <laughs> no, what are you doing? You're wasting your fucking time. <laughs> Hell no. I, yeah, even if I see it, I'm not going to answer it. Because I'm like, yo, you know my bedtime is at no, least at 9 o'clock, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> all you saw was your name. You was like, man, I'm going to read that later, dog. Yo, for real. Because the worst is when you forget you text him around that time thinking like, okay, he's going to hit me up when he wake up and shit. And then he do answer you and you be like, fuck did I ask? God damn yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, sure. But I don't and the even best thing, what I asked. The best thing is this. If I'm up at 9 o'clock and you text me and you saw that it was red, you better remind me in the fucking morning what you just texted me. Oh, yeah, because you're not going to remember Yeah, because I'm not going to remember that shit and it's gonna, I'm, I'm going to forget that you even texted me. Yeah, you just, you got to tell me. Because I already text. read it. Check your text message. Yeah, yeah. Because I already, I already read it. Yeah, if my... Cars on the side of the road. Still's not the person I'm gonna call to come get me. I I call him to answer the door if I needed to like come to his house. He'll answer it. I could probably get his attention in, but still's not my first contact if I'm stuck on the side of the road. Four a.m. to seven a.m. I mean, four a.m. to seven p.m. You're straight. Yeah, he'll save you early, but in the middle of the night. Mm. Nah, nah. Call, hell nah. Call roadside. Yeah, yeah. Like, when it's dark outside, it's time to sleep, motherfucker. What y'all talking about? What you doing? He didn't even say what time it was. He just said, when it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> this could mean any time. I just want you to know. Like, right now, that here? could be 4.30. Yeah. All I'm saying is, it's dark. <laughs> you know? Now, now I ain't going to lie, because I'm one of the motherfuckers. I get mad if I wake up and it's daylight already. Like, that shit pisses me. Yeah, that I means really... I slept in too long. Yeah, I don't like sleeping. Yeah. Well, you know me. I'm... Yeah, yeah. I feel like I wasted my day. Like I think not, not unless I purposely made myself go right, to sleep. Right, if I knew I needed to get this rest yeah. in, or I'm like, mm, I'm gonna sleep longer because I want to, yeah, or whatever. But other than that, I'm like, oh, it's nine. I slept till nine. It's fucking the sun is up. No, oh that's God, bullshit, bullshit, yo. <laughs> yo, that's a man and a bitch. Yeah, I've lost so much time and so much shit I could have got done. Goddamn. Yeah, for real, man. Um, so I think we. Got an idea what you're gonna be watching Saturday. Saturday, yeah. I'm gonna actually try to, um, I'm gonna actually try to watch uh, NXT Saturday, and I'm gonna try to watch NXT UK Saturday. Um, a kid, that's that dude. Yeah, yeah. Because for the most part, I, try, I end up catching, I always catch AEW either on Wednesday or the day after, and I usually catch Raw on Monday, and um, and I just kind of catch it late and, and fast forward. Because I'll wake... Well, no, no, no. Let me take that back. Because <laughs> I don't catch it late. I catch it early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, technically, I do kind of see it Tuesday. If I don't finish it on Monday. I usually catch some of it on Monday and then finish it finish on it, Tuesday. Yeah. Or I try to watch it all on Monday. Which is a struggle. Because you know, like I said, <laughs> 9 o'clock hit. Time. It's, it's definitely bedtime. And shit. Um... And SmackDown, I usually catch that Fridays, Friday nights. I mean, yeah, I, I watch SmackDown on Friday. I watch some of it in the car if I'm running behind. I don't know how that's going to happen during the future, when quarantine, when quarantine and then this pandemic is over. But right now, my Friday nights are are it's open. Yeah, it's open. It's open Good. right now. So, I mean, Friday night SmackDown may turn into a Saturday morning thing too. But I usually I try to I try to get those things in. I just didn't get Raw in. I I got some of Raw in this Monday. I got part of AEW in this. I watch Raw 
live, but it gets harder as as time goes on because yeah. the um if the chat's not bumping, mm-hmm. then it's kind of hard because I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. nothing's keeping me interested in this shit. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with Dynamite. Even when Dynamite's not, you know, because every, every episode of Dynamite isn't A plus. You know, they've had some no, no, B episodes. You know what I mean? But no, they even had some C episodes. But I think the problem is that I mean, I think the good thing is that you're always gonna get wrestling, good wrestling, and, and story storylines are gonna yeah. advance somehow. Yeah, and it's not gonna be it'll be entertaining. You're never gonna sit there and watch AEW and be like, this was a complete waste waste of, time. of my time. Exactly, yeah. and that, I think that's what it. So you have people in the chat, and we're all going back and forth, but when something is so bad that you just don't want to talk about it, you stop watching. Like, Raw has been that bad sometimes when you're yeah. like, I'm just not going to watch yeah, I'm this. I'm not even going to watch it. I'm going to sleep. And that, that's ha- that has happened. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably why I end up getting my sleep schedule the way I got it. It's because of watching Raw and shit. Like, sometimes I'm just, I just need to sleep on this shit, wake up and watch it, and see how I feel about it in the morning. And then when you watch <laughs> it in the morning, you're like, what the... F- it's still bullshit. Yeah, Did yeah. y'all know? <laughs> Why ain't nobody tell me this is some bullshit? <laughs> Man, for real. If we using our slang, it's 100% cap, yo. Yeah, it's all cap. <laughs> all cap, yo. Like when Triple H yeah. said that uh, WWE was open for business. Cap. Because as long as Vince McMahon is there, that's capping. Cap. You capping like a motherfucker. Now, when Vince leaves, then, then I, I do believe. believe. I believe it. Because I believe if you're running it, but I'm still it is he's gonna still gonna have to show me because the UK scene, like I said before, the UK scene is mm, not so great, and there's other factors to it. I understand that, oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like they did them any favors. Japan is like, but please stay the fuck out of here. But, but pre-pandemic, the UK scene was dope. It, no, it was. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I feel like WWE getting their hand in there kind of fucked with shit because shit was popping. Like, no, I, that's what I'm saying though. Oh. I think, but that's all pre-pandemic though. I think the 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 problem is is that the pandemic hit, so then progress definitely changed after that. But even then but you, progress you, was you falling def- off when they start, and I get it, people move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But progress started fa- really when Smallman left. When he left to run NXT UK, I was like, "Fuck, mm-hmm. this shit is gonna be weird, bro." Like, because to me, progress was a brand on its own that could have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, progress could be. But that's not like what NXT was. UK was dope. Oh was yeah, dope. it was. It it's is. just uh, I just like to me that NXT was an is dope. Of NXT UK is dope. Together, NXT Japan would have been dope. I don't and know they, about that. One. No, it would have been dope. No, I guarantee you, it would have been dope because of who Triple H is. It's a difference. I understand because, that, but the because reason why because what we're talking about. Hold on, let me get to this point. Matter of fact, oh, it's perfect that we get into this point because. What we're talking about is this. It's a difference between when Triple H is running some shit and when Vince McMahon is running some shit. And because you see what, obviously, has been in it all week. Vince McMahon doesn't really believe in in Keith Lee and his wrestling style and all this shit. That's because you're an old-ass motherfucking geezer who don't appreciate how well... This motherfucking not, big it, dude you don't even have to put moves. It. It's the evolution of wrestling and what people right. want to see and I think, from a big guy. Yeah. We don't want to see Andre yeah. the Giant anymore. Right. That's not what no, we're interested no, in. No, we're, we're not. And I think Triple H gets that. Right. And that's the reason why I say it's a difference between... Like, if we're talking about Vince McMahon running NXT Japan, then I'm like, I'm with you. I'm like, nah. 
No, don't touch that shit. Don't fuck up where pure wrestling comes from. Because if, you, no, if, we're, talking, because if we're talking about pure wrestling... No, but I think it's the Japan talent is wise that he the, wouldn't the, standard. the talent base wise, and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not trying to condone it, but what I'm saying is the way that. But they I think that's what makes Triple H so dope is that he knows how to build up talent. So from, that would from, be, but that's what I'm saying. But he that knows was how to talent. build up talent, and on top of that, you think about you think about Finn Balor. Finn Balor from Prince David to Finn Balor, and it. what that became. Which is why they made him the first universal champion. I understand that. But look, this is what I'm trying to say. Vince just fucked it up. The reason why I don't I don't think an NXT Japan will work. It doesn't have any... I understand who Triple H is. Yeah. It, not even... It may not, not work because of the culture. Man. That's what I'm saying. It may Culturally, not want it there. may not want it there. And you don't have that kind of time that they need to develop the talent. Because you're not going to get people who are going to jump. It's just... You're not going to really get that. Because the... History has no, shown. No, I mean, I think they would have. I think they would have tried to sit there and have Io Shirai, Kaidi Singh, I get that. but you help build that up right. before before but they went and you know building it takes time and you don't have and, and the you climate know what that about. it is in the climate that there is in Japan. There are so many different niche promotions, and I think I talked about this. I might have talked about this last week. I can't remember when I did, but the way that there, there's just different products that bring different things, right? So, yeah. like, New Japan has the production type mm-hmm. thing. I think I said this. Yeah. And then you have... So, you're looking for the niche for NXT Japan. What is it? So, you have the you have these wrestlers that you're... Like, where are you going to get them from? Mm-hmm. That's the main thing I'm saying. I so, the, you have to work with another... But what you have to do is, in Japan, is, yes, you have to work with another promotion, but that's actually working with them, right? Mm-hmm. Not... Taking them over and it turns into what happened with Evolve. Not and obviously progress. that's what happened with, uh, with Noah. Issue. With Pro Wrestling Noah because that was the company I think they was trying to work with. Right. Time. And it was like, yeah, yeah. and what ended up happening was Cyber Agents, who owns DDT, mm-hmm. bought them. And they run them as their own entity, separate yeah, yeah. from DDT. And they do intermingle here and there, but it doesn't mess with that universe yeah, yeah. of what's going on. So my point is, the reason why I don't feel it will work is because I can't see, even with... I can't see with the way that WWE operates it, it going back to how they used to do stuff where it'd be I think a it Tokyo it, Dome show where yeah, yeah, it's yeah, WWE yeah. joint I think, I think with what all it, Japan. They I don't think, do that. I think what it boiled down to is this. Is how much Vince was going to allow Triple H to run the NXT Japan brand. Because you got to think about it. At that time, when this is all going and everything, I mean, he had probably, outside of Okada, had probably two of the biggest Japanese stars on his fucking roster to start building this shit toward. And, and matter of fact, not only two, he had four of the biggest Japanese stars. When I'm talking about male and female, he had Kaidi Sane, Io, matter of fact, five. Kaidi Sane, Io Shirai, Asuka, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Kenta. That's another thing. When like he had, up, when they was trying to do this, yeah. he had every last one of those people on his fucking roster. Now, he only got three of the, of the five, but what I'm saying is, that's one hell of a roster to start off with. Like, you got probably the top five wrestlers 
from Japan. Because mm-hmm. it ain't like it ain't like he man it ain't like he has some bum ass wrestlers that he trying to build up. No, no, he got he got top five. But he I got. My thing I mean, is, okay, yeah, and, you have those granted, fives, but who do they go against? And granted, they probably they probably in the realm of Japan wrestling right now. They top ten at least altogether. That's what I'm saying. Wherever how you want to rank them, mm-hmm. as far as wrestling talent and everything, and mic skills, when we consider their mic skills in, in, in Japanese, you're talking about at least top 10, all of those guys and girls. Asuka, Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and, uh, and Kenta. We're talking about top five. Japanese you can't wrestlers. It's a mistake if you base it off of because we've seen when promotions go. You know, well, I have these guys, and with these guys, I should be. If that just doesn't work in Japan, yeah, yeah. and so I know that they're smart enough to analyze the market and know what you can and can't do. I think NXT India that they're about to start will be successful because there's mm-hmm. nothing like that. No, no, and. There's no, like, rival promotions. They're, they're building something from... Yeah, yeah, they're building something from the ground right. up. Right. But they wasn't doing that in NXT UK, and they built something. I mean, but... they but, built something. But, but to me, they built something happened, from though. the ground up because but in the UK scene, they don't have... They didn't have, like, training... Like, mm-hmm. I think people take it for granted in the US and in Japan, the... In, I mean, I'm not trying to say that they have these million-dollar facilities, but they're nice, and you can mm-hmm. learn wrestling. Yeah. Can, right? Facts. In the UK, they didn't have as many or some a facility like they do now or like a training like but they, they do now. But they had a lot of raw talent. But they had, right. Good, but they were learning in the backyards and yeah. the snake pits, that type of thing. And yeah. now you have this. So they did kind of build that from the ground up. My yeah. thing is you go into Japan and you're going to make a good facility. But, what, but who are your trainers? What? But what did they do before they did that, though? They made sure they got the biggest UK star fucking wrestler <laughs> to at least True. sit there and say, hey, I may not wrestle on your main shit, but I will wrestle in NXT UK. I will show up in NXT sometimes. And that's what they did that changed that whole fucking scene. That's the one thing Because I'm telling you right now, I love me some Tyler Bate. I love me... I mean, I love me some Mustache Mountain. But NXT UK wasn't going to be shit without them getting Walter. And that's just what yeah. it is. And it's just that's like, the only hope yeah. I have, but that's a good example of the only hope I have for NXT Japan is that if they ever do do it, at least I know, at least with the U- NXT UK, they got a guy who gets the scene and will book it. It, it, mm-hmm. It's like a UK yeah, yeah. what's name. It's just mm-hmm. for all intents. And, and I think that's the. I think what you're pointing out right now is exactly. And I'm gonna finish your sentence. Mm-hmm. See, that's why because we we're brothers. Yeah, we're brothers. We get you know what I mean. I think that's the thing that you're really trying to point out is that they had somebody that they could build upon. They had somebody that knew the scene, and they had somebody that sat there and said, "This is the scene. This is how we're gonna book." And I think that's what. Triple H is though that's somebody that gets it and he knows and he can look, get the right person to because you gotta think about it. This is what this is where you gotta think about the genes of Triple H. When they ran that show, The Beast in the East, 
they not run that as a traditional type of uh, Japanese style event. They did kind of run it that way. They did, yeah. Because you got somebody who understands that it's not just about wrestling. It's about the culture and where we're trying to build these fucking, um, obviously, our NXT brands through. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build it through UK. We're trying to build it through Japan, India, or wherever else, if they want to go to Mexico or whatever. Because that's another place where I think, where you're actually making a good argument, though, when we're talking about, because outside of Japan, Mexico is another one of those right. yeah, where it's, it's pure. There's this, that, there's this, this, there's shit. This, this is yeah. how it works. This is what we You're fucking not going to be able to you're just not move in. to come in yeah, and just no. do whatever you want. Right. And that's what I think that but you have to be they, delicate. Yeah. But if he does go mm. to Mexico, I think Triple H will be able to do it right. And that was I was concerned that they were going to buy CMWL at one point. Once mm-hmm. the once Hugo passed away, I was like, oh god, please don't sell it to them. I don't want yeah. them to ruin this shit. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah we'll and, see. and maybe I that's mean, because Vince didn't have no interest interest in it. But that doesn't mean that Triple H didn't have an interest in it. I, I, I'm I, right, but it's hard right now. And it's I think for Triple H is like he still, with Stephanie being his wife, we're still he can't go off. And right, just he buy can't wrestling just, companies, right, and shit like Could that. Could you imagine yeah. if he got fed up and took? I'm not. Because I, I, I think he has totally I think if Triple H, money, yeah, yeah. But if he got fed up and was like, I'm gonna try to start my own what's the name with what I do have and what I can invest and see if I can get backers. Mm-hmm. If he just got fed the fuck up and was like, he'd have a legit following of people. Me, I'd be interested in it. I'm not trying to say I say fuck AEW. AEW would have uh, existed a long time ago if it wasn't for Triple H and his relationship with the McMahons. Mm. You think he could have been the one to be like, you know? He would have been the one to do because he, because he loves the business that much that he would have started his own promotion. He would have. I mean, in. What we see his great mind to be right now, he would have started a promotion that would have been much like AEW. Maybe not quite to the point where it can really rival WWE. But something where we go, that something, shit is dope. Yeah, we're watching that. As a matter of fact, I mean, we used to Honestly, just go, when we watched NXT, did we not used to yeah. say, this, this is like ROH. This is an ROH show with just more production. That's yeah. really what it was. But I think Triple H was probably the greatest threat to the to the McMahon dynasty. That is one of the best band. things I've ever heard. Because he actually because when you think about what he did with Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, uh, <laughs> fucking Rob Robert Roode, fucking <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Really, you think about that shit. Every last one of them fucking wrestlers when they came to the U.S. Or when they got back into WWE, they had to go through NXT. Mm-hmm. And look what he... Drew McIntyre would not be who he is without Triple H. And Did that's just... to call him Papa Trips? Look, you think about that. Think that's, about... But I think, think that's the about thing that if, a lot of us hold Triple on to H, with WWE. Yeah, Triple H can just get these fucking keys already, bro. We'd be so much better off. And it's just like, Vince, you yeah. look... Like a ghoulish creature now. Yeah. You, you look scary, bro. You remind me of fucking the episode of Atlanta with the... Oh, yeah. man. What was his name? I haven't watched Atlanta, I, so you can't oh, go man, spoil I it. Want, uh, I got to watch it, though. Yeah. Look, but I think 
here's the thing. Because here's what Triple H has that that Vince doesn't. I don't give a fuck. A lot of these old school wrestlers, they can sit there and be like, oh man, no, Vince wasn't really the bad guy and love him and shit like that. Look, that's cool because that's what you're going to say. But bad for you doesn't mean it's not bad for somebody else, a la Zelina Vega and shit. You know what I mean? Um, and I get it because we can do this shit all day. Mm-hmm. I can sit there and be like, yo, you know what I mean? I fuck with my my homie is Miller all day. But somebody out there may not fuck with you and they probably have a good reason why. But it ain't gonna change my mind as to why I don't fuck with you though. And shit. Like, no, I still fuck with him. That's my man's in them. This my is DM. your experience. <laughs> hey, this is your experience. Yeah. But I think you get a lot of Zelina Vega experience from Vincent Man. More so than you get Vince McMahon and Undertaker experience. I think because when you really can't offer me anything, and granted, you offer me something that's really based off of how I built you. When we're talking about the wrestling Mm -hmm. business and shit, because literally, we brought up Dolph Ziggler earlier. If Vince McMahon actually properly um, developed and, and not matter of fact, I wouldn't even say properly developed because I believe that Dolph Ziggler is developed as a wrestler. Pushed developed is the as, word. A, as a yeah. If he properly pushed Dolph Ziggler, it ain't like we can't sit there and be looking at Dolph Ziggler like we looking at John Cena because that's how good he is on the mic in the ring. You don't always have to be the biggest. Look, I don't give a fuck what anybody say. It ain't like you sitting there. Ain't nobody can tell me outside of outside of um, outside of wow. Now I'm trying to figure out the words because I don't really want to fuck this up. But. Basically, can I tell me that Triple H doesn't develop better relationships with his wrestlers? And can nobody ever tell me when we're talking about wrestlers, period, and we're talking about whether we're talking about big or small, and I'm getting right back to it, that Shawn Michaels ain't top five on the mic in the ring. You can't tell me that John Cena surpasses him. You can't tell me that Hulk Hogan surpasses him. That Bruno San Martino surpasses him. None of them dudes can get in that ring and do and tell the story and sell like Shawn Michaels do in the ring. And I ain't saying I am not taking any greatness Away from those other wrestlers, they're just not Shawn Michaels. It's just like I don't take any greatness from other wrestlers, but I know Ric Flair when I see one. And you ain't it. This motherfucker is the standard. He is the blueprint. Sorry, Sasha, but this motherfucker is the blueprint. 
Ric Flair showed everybody, which is probably why he's the greatest heel, even though I, I will still sit there and I tell you I put Vader over him, but that's just my personal opinion. But when I'm speaking factual, though, Ric Flair is the greatest heel to ever, ever do it. Because he was the first heel that made you sit there and appreciate and love a heel. That's where Ric Flair greatness, outside of his in-ring talent, him selling in the ring. I mean, this motherfucker got in the ring and I'm telling you, just does amazing things. Selling somebody's shit, putting people over, all that shit. That's why Ric Flair was so great. Because outside of his 16 championships, he didn't care about putting other people over. He didn't stop people like Hulk Hogan did. Well, that's not always the way true. No, no, it may, it, may, it, may, it, may, it may not always, but Shane Douglas was... Come on, that's the... That's the argument you want to go with, though. I'm just saying, like, Shane Douglas is also a dick. Sometimes, but a like you said, times, to some yeah. people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of times, some people's worst names are different. That, that's true. Not, not, and that's true. And I ain't gonna sit there and say. I guess I should take that back. I ain't gonna sit there. I can't sit there and just 100 say that Ric Flair has stopped people. Different. The majority of people will say Ric Flair was helpful. Yeah. And I think that's what the case was. I think I think what would probably bother Ric Flair more than anything when it came to Shane Douglas, they were so similar. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were. I mean, and I ain't trying so to say... you had to protect your spot a lot more and yeah, shit. Yeah. And politics was running yeah. wild. And he probably rubbed them the wrong way, too. Yeah. And when I say similar, I think... I'm not talking about style and everything. I'm talking about similar as in they both... Knew how to get the best out of their characters. Mm -hmm. Like Shane Douglas knew how to be the perfect asshole, be the perfect type of wrestler, and everything. One of the, Shane Douglas is probably the best wrestler that never gets talked about. When we're talking about some of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Shane Douglas is always missing out of that conversation. And maybe it's because how things ended with the whole ECW shit. Um, and then I think he... the ECW, ECW died before WCW, right? Because he tried to... I think he went to yeah. WCW and everything and stuff I mean, like it that. It was kind of around the same time, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think... He probably went to WCW with that moxie. And it rubbed people the wrong way. But when you're the man in your world, it is hard to go to somebody else's world when you're trying to establish yourself as the man. And you got people stopping you from that. Obviously, you had Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Kevin Nash... Scott Hall, you had all those people there at that time that was probably stopping you from even getting to where you the needed fun, to get to. The funny thing is, those people were there when he was first in WCW too. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so when he went back, they were still there. It was there again. Like God damn, I can't get away from yeah. you, motherfuckers. And and I think 
I think you actually brought up a good point. And I, I could sit there and say, you know, you're right. And I was wrong. And shit, Ric Flair probably has stopped some people. But Shane Douglas is one of those dudes that we can sit there and we're going to talk about throughout history. We're going to talk about it on this Urban Podcast because we watch wrestling outside of just WWE. But Shane Douglas is probably the most underrated wrestler of all time. Not even just our our generation, but just of all time. He's the most underrated wrestler, in-ring performer, on the mic, just underrated. I still remember, like, there's a beach blonde tub of shit mm-hmm. over in Atlanta. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, Shane, so, bro, relax, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says to beat the man, you gotta, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. I'm like, oh, Ric Flair's a tub of shit now, Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. upset, Shane. Yeah. Ah, uh, good time. And I would have loved to see them actually be able to feud and shit, but we never really yeah, was able to get that. Man, honestly, and you think about it today, and maybe if wrestling was today what it was, um, maybe if wrestling was it what is I'm trying to put the right words. Maybe if wrestling was what it is today, back then, where it was more open. Yeah. Yeah. And more money that. flowing through so and everything. With, right, because you didn't have to like, fight Yo, for your spot like that. This is a payday, bro. Yeah. got to get this money. I think we would have saw the Ric Flair and Shane Douglas feud. And I think we would have saw a pretty good damn feud. And we would have saw two of the most disrespectful <laughs> yet entertaining dudes on the mic. And then see them dudes in the ring performing would have been poetry in motion, yo. It just would have been. Um... Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. But anyway, I ain't got nothing else, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But with that said, then, um, check out 1515 app and all the uh, content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast platform that you choose to use. Matter of fact, I think it's, um, I want to say it's Apple Music now. Yeah. Uh, is where you get where you get your podcast. And then we got a bunch of podcasts on our site, too. 1515 Nav. Dot com. It's also on iHeartRadio. I found that out. We're on iHeartRadio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, iHeartRadio. Check out all those sites. Type in 1515Nav and you'll find all of the content. We got other podcasts that I don't feel like naming off. And I probably, from this day forth, won't be naming them off. But I'm going to just tell you that we do have other podcasts. Check them out. Go to 1515Nav. Um, and you'll find all other podcasts. And you'll find it on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. Um, matter of fact, it's YouTube Music now. Um, so I gotta correct this shit. YouTube Music, Apple Music, Stitcher, iHeart Wrestling. I say iHeart Wrestling. iHeart Radio. But you can still go to iHeart <laughs> yeah, Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go to iHeart Wrestling too, and you'll find all the podcasts that we that we do um through fifteen fifteen app. Um, be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. Um, be sure to click on the Amazon banner and go support the site. Christmas is is nearing. Hurry up and get those orders in. I think you got to order. Go to my wish list. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to order within the next couple of days in order to have that shit by Christmas. So jump on that. We greatly appreciate it. And with that said, it's me, Stoda Pro. It's Miller. And we out. Yeah.